how real is the interest between Fresno State and the Big 12? And when could that possible union occur? Also, we've got some numbers from the NCAA tournament in terms of financials, conference by conference. Where does the Big 12 fit in and what was a disappointing year for them in the NCAA tournament? All that's coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe here on YouTube. At the time of recording this, we are four subscriptions away from 3,700, which was our goal by the end of the month of March. So we really, uh, really appreciate it if you all would subscribe to the channel. Make sure you guys like the videos, leave comments as well. That always helps. We are, uh, you know, trying to grow this thing. So likes and the comments help a lot. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So if you guys can't watch on YouTube, you all can listen to the podcast wherever you guys are. Either is great for us. We love it when you guys do that. Share the podcast, leave five-star reviews, all of those things. All right, so let's attack today's topic. So first of all, Fresno State, we know that there is some interest, or at least their president, has said that there is interest between Fresno State and the Big 12. Now, here is how this occurred. So uh, university president Saul Jimenez Sandoval uh, reportedly confirmed via the San Joaquin Valley Sun that uh, I mean, there was some Thursday confab thing that they did, and it's what they called it, uh, for a sales tax initiative, confirmed that the Big 12 has expressed interest in them, and I think they have interest in the Big 12. Here is why. There is something called Measure E that is happening right now. They're trying to get passed. It is a sales tax initiative. Measure E, if passed, could be the ticket to upgrades for Fresno State that would at least boost the school's candidacy to join a Power 5 conference as an expansion candidate. This is from Dean Straka at 24-7 Sports. Among targeted projects by Fresno State, per the Sun, are a $160 million renovation project to Valley Children's Stadium, where they play football, and then a $47 million renovation to the Duncan Athletic Center, which I believe is like kind of like the training facility and whatnot. Measure E, they've already attempted to pass it once. It failed in, uh, in November. Uh, and I think it was like, relatively close, but they're trying to get it passed again. So why does this matter? Because when we just, and number one, okay, let's just go on the interest front really fast. So do I think the Big 12 has interest in Fresno State? Yes, I think the Big 12 has plenty of interest in a bunch of schools out West. Obviously their priorities right now are the Pac-12 schools uh, because those schools carry more value. ESPN has placed a pro rata value on them for adding those schools. There are brands such as Oregon and Washington that are long shots, but still available. There are brands like Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State that feel attainable. And some Arizona, Arizona State feel much more attainable than, you know, a very, actually, I wouldn't say much more attainable, but like there's more of a desire there to potentially be involved if things don't go their way with George Klyavkov and the Pac-12, you know, television thing. So because Fresno State's a Mountain West school, like you're going to put that in the back burner for right now. That is why they're not priority number one. But if the Pac-12 does remain together, we do know that George, or excuse me, rather Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, 
has expressed interest in being in the fourth time zone. Right now, the Big 12 is in the East Coast time zone, the Central time zone, and then next year, they will be in the Mountain time zone. So they will be in three of the four time zones. They can get all the way there and kind of fill more television slots if they add a team out West. So I think Fresno State would, could be a valuable uh, you know, venture in Brett Yormark's mind. But once again, guys, I've said this a bunch, the priority right now for the Big 12 is the Pac-12 schools. So this is something I think that uh, I intend on revisiting and we're going to revisit because I don't see any immediate movement on this. Another reason why is, think about what, what we're getting this news from. Well, they're trying to push this Measure E business and think about it like this. They want that big upgrade, $160 million football stadium and $47 million, you know, $207,000, million, excuse me, target range here. And I'm sure some of it would be private donations. Some of it would be tax dollars, all that stuff. But that is saying that, hey, we need to beef things up. And there's a lot of movement right now. And we could be a potential candidate. So we have to get there, which means they're not there right now. They are not in a position at this moment in time where I think everything's up to snuff. And it kind of brings up an interesting idea, uh, you know, something we could talk about here of like, you know, the mixture of athletic success plus, um, you know, revenue, or, you know, potential re place to grow and also facilities and all of this stuff. So I don't, I've never been to Valley Children's Stadium before. Um, you know, I, I don't claim to know much about it. Uh, you know, I, I, and, and it seems like a decent stadium when I'm watching on television, right? But it's not like this amazing, unbelievable theater of West Coast football. And then, you know, the rest of the facilities, I'd assume it's like pretty decent. I knew somebody who played lacrosse at, at Fresno State and never heard any complaints from her about wasn't wasn't really good friends with her, but I never really just heard any complaints about it. Never, you know, never heard anybody said, yeah, you know, so-and-so left Fresno because they didn't like it. Facilities are bad, whatever. seems like it was a pretty good experience. And Fresno has put good players in the NFL. Uh, you know, they have obviously put players in the NBA. I mean, they, they have, they have, you know, there is some pedigree there. Uh, their football program pretty consistently, I guess, feels like they are competing for Mountain West championships. Um, their basketball has been up and down since 0304 last 20 seasons. They've been to one NCAA tournament. Actually, it was under Rodney Terry, funny enough. Uh, Rodney Terry was there from 12 all the way through 1617. Um, and he had uh, actually, uh, excuse me, through 1718. He had a decent amount of 20 plus win seasons while he was there. They've had some, you know, really good seasons. They were not very good this year, but like it's it's just not a right now, it's not a basketball program. I think at this point in time, it's pretty safe to say it's it's a consistent winner. They're not bad, but they're not a consistent winner at the Mountain West level. The Mountain West is not a bad competitive conference. Um, for football for them, if you go and look at you know Fresno State, so Fresno football by season. Um, and, and the, you know, I want to make sure I get the records right here with all this, but if you think about like they're, they have, they have had a decent amount of success, right? It's a team that goes bowling a lot of the time. Uh, you know, they, since 2017, they've had four, four, 10 plus win seasons, uh, 10 and four and 17 under Jeff Tedford, a 12 and two and 17 under Jeff Tedford. Uh, then they obviously Kalen DeBoer was there. Jeff Tedford was back this year and won 10 games. Then they won the Las Vegas Bowl. I think it was their 10th game. They are constantly going to championship games, right? In the Mountain West Conference. So this is a strong brand. This is a strong brand, uh, at least recently, that's had a decent amount of success. Although, you know, if I were to say, like, if you were to give me two California schools and say, which one would you rather have, San Diego State or Fresno State, I would lean more towards San Diego State, right? 
They are in a major, major, obviously Fresno is not small, but it's not like super major. Um, you know, San Diego is a major city. Their basketball team is on the way to the final four right now. Uh, their football team has, you know, it's consistently won for, for a decent interval of time that they've had a pretty consistent winner. It feels like maybe not the highs that Fresno state has had. Um, you know, you go look at San Diego state, um, you look at their, their football resume. Uh, cause I know a lot of conversation now is like, all right, is this now the time where we get, you know, we get the move, um, from San Diego state, to like the pac 12. Uh, and so, you know, I think they're also football wise. Yes. Yeah, so they've had 12 and two. Oh yeah. They, they go bowling. I mean, all the time. Good Lord. Uh, seven and six, 12 and two, 10 and three, seven and six, 10 and three, 11 and three, 11 and three. I mean, the last time they had a losing season by God was back in 2009. They had a four and eight season or Brady Hoke. And then, uh, you know, he goes nine and four the next year. And then Rocky long had some success there for a long time. Brady Hoke's back there and they're winning a decent amount of games once again. So, uh, you know, they've had a very good run there. And then basketball, they finally cracked the code, made the elite eight sweet 16. Like they're starting to look like a power five program, uh, facilities wise into the basketball arena is kind of like one of those, out, it's weird. There's a bunch of these out west arenas, and I think BYU's got one too, where it's like just high, high bowls. It's almost like the Octagon of Doom. High, high bowl seating goes straight down to the floor and like just cuts off from the concourse level. They've got one of those in the football stadium. I think they just did a renovation on there. Maybe just got a new one. I think we saw like a bunch of people like passing out the games this year, um, but they just renovated and made a new stadium. So they're trending in that direction. Um, and, you know, I, and look, I don't know if they're a massive needle mover in terms of like what they bring with the television. Uh, I don't think they're a huge needle mover there. And I don't think Fresno is a huge needle mover either. But if we're talking about for the Pac-12 solidifying your hold, San Diego State makes a lot of sense. If we're talking about the Big 12 trying to expand, if Pac-12 schools are not available, uh, then you're, you know, then, then Fresno makes a lot of sense if San Diego State's not available. Right. But that's why it's one of those deals where I don't think it's a right now thing. And I think once again, this measure E thing shows that they're not all the way there with their facilities being able to compete at this level. You know, the facilities in this league, oh my God, the just the, the, uh, the amount of care and the amount of uh, emphasis, you know, you hear about the, the, the initiatives that Gene Taylor has going on, what Texas tech is trying to do right now. Uh, you know, Baylor, obviously, oh my God, McLean stadium is gorgeous. All of these places are, you know, put, put, putting and pumping a lot of money here, and and Fresno State's trying to get to that that level. They're not there yet, though, right now. So this is one of those put a pin in it. And then if West Coast expansion is really just one of the most important things to you, go ahead and do it. But you know, I'm at a point right now, guys, where I don't think this league should just dilute itself down just because you want to go out west. Like you're you're not at the point now where that's got to be that that's an option. Because you might be able to still to pull off Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, and maybe hell even Oregon and Washington, right? That's still out there. It's still tough to attain, but still out there. That's why I wouldn't do this just yet. And so, I mean, I think Fresno State's president's putting it out there because they want, you know, they want Pac-12 interest. They want interest from the Big 12. They want it to be known there's interest. They, you know, they want that good publicity. Uh, they want to pass this measure measure E thing. And I think the idea of TCU and Baylor and Oklahoma State and uh, Iowa State and, and Texas Tech and UCF and BYU filling up your home schedule is very appealing to folks, the taxpayers who might 
used uh, what is it, Children's Valley Stadium, whatever it is, Valley Valley Children's Valley Valley Children's Stadium, as you know, as a uh, as a, as a, something they want to do, as, as a place they go. Same thing for basketball as well. Like it's just it it makes them more sympathetic to a cause. And so I think the interest is there, but I think there's also an understanding, like if you want to get this thing done, if you want to go to a power conference, you're going to need that funding. You're going to need those stadiums because, uh, you know, that need that money for these venues. Cause I, I don't think the big 12 is just going to take you on just to do it. You're, you're an interesting prospect right now, Fresno state, but I, I'm not all the way there yet with that. Uh, so I would say Fresno state's going to be a wait and see sure. There's interest. And I'm sure the big 12 expressed interest in a lot of schools, you know, kind of doing their due diligence. But I think at this point in time, it's all about trying to get other power five schools because once again, ESPN has promised to pay for them. If you get them, it weakens the pack 12. It makes your product stronger. It's really the best possible move right now. So I don't think like once again, folks, the whole thesis here is separate Fresno and the pack. They're related, but like, I don't think you're going to be working on bringing in the Fresno and working on bringing in pack 12 schools at the same time. Maybe you are, Maybe you pull an Arizona plus a Fresno State, but I don't think Arizona's leaving without Arizona State, right? So I think, you know, you might be adding three there, and do you want to add three? So it kind of gets into one of those, you know, weird spots. Excuse me. But um, they're getting rid of divisions anyway, so I guess you could have an odd number. Uh, but it does kind of make it weird if you're doing, like, the, you know, the crossover games, the one, you know, the opponents and whatnot. So I think odd numbers is kind of how you want to do it. Now, you could, odd once, could add, once again, uh, odd numbers, but I think evens evens are where you want to add. You want to be at 14, 16, 18, not like 15. You could be at 15, but I think overall you'd like to be on the more even numbers, you know, bringing in schools with rivals, with natural partners, all those things. All right, quick word from our sponsors. And then we'll talk some more financial news, some positive stuff for the Big 12, even after what was a rough NCAA tournament. Let you all know though about our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook is FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on today. When you guys do, you guys can go there and sign up. It's easy to do. Um, you guys on your first deposit, your first bet, you guys can get up to, I think, $1,000 back on your first bet. Just make sure you guys use FanDuel.com slash locked on. You guys, if you lose it, you get a return on that bet uh, in terms, uh, in, in the form of free bets on FanDuel.com slash locked on. So check them out. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so some interesting numbers came in uh, from the NCAA tournament payouts. Now, this was a projection that was run. I'm going to double check to make sure I have where it is from. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eben Novi Williams put this out. Eben, E-B-N. So he's at Novi Williams on Twitter and he put out the uh, the payouts or the basically the projected payouts per conference. Now Sportico are the ones in this. They do a lot of stuff with finances in sports. You know, they, they are Sportico, the business of sports is, is their title. So here are the amount of units that each school or each conference is going to get. 
The SEC had eight teams and they have 17 units. Their projected payouts, $34 million. The Big 12 had seven units, or excuse me, seven teams in, 16 units, $32 million payout. Big East, five teams in, 15 units, $30 million payout. Now, obviously, this could change. Big 10, eight teams in, 14 units, $28 million. The ACC, 12 units, $24 million. Mountain, that could still go up. Mountain West Conference, uh, uh, four teams in, eight units, $16 million. Pack, four teams in, seven units, $14 million. I mean, yikes. Yikes. Guys. Guys. Because that's it for the power leagues. We've got WCC, CUSA, uh, American, Ivy, Northeast, South, and the rest of them all the way down. I cannot stress to you all how much this matters. All right. The Pac-12 has 12 schools. Duh. I mean, the Big 12 has 10, but, you know, they're still called like Pac-12, 12 schools. There you go. Um, In this, in what we're seeing right here, the Big 12 per school is going to pay out. So, you know, it's just 10, 32 million divided by 10. What is that, right? I think it's that, what is it? 3.2 million times 10 is 32 million. There you go. So each school is going to get $3.2 million. All right. The Pac-12, 1.4 million. Uh, if it was just 10 schools, it's even less than that. So whatever, 14, 14 divided by 12, $1.1 million per school. So it's 1.17 actually. So the Big 12 is getting over $2 million more per school than the Pac-12 did. And this is in a down year. This is a down year for the Big 12 conference. That is shocking. That is absolutely shocking that, you know, what a gap that is. Now, once again, it's not a ton of money, but like that is a pretty big gap. The tournament's a pretty big revenue moneymaker. And that's why, guys, the Big 12 had a bad year. Imagine if Texas, Kansas State could have kept this thing going, which once again, guys, like they were, they were close. They, they was a three-point loss for Texas or for Can- or Kansas State. And uh, te- and Texas was at a, you know, what was it? They lost by, uh, it was a tie game with a minute left, right? And so we're close to even this, this even being more. The Pac-12 was not close at all. UCLA was out you know, uh, in the, what was it? The sweet 16, they got bounced. Right. So this, this has been a really difficult spot for the PAC 12. And this is not a spot where they can promise folks they're going to see more money. Also the basketball side of things too, like the PAC 12 network is just not, I mean, once again, the, the big 12, uh, the PAC 12, rather they had Oregon versus UCLA, one of their two biggest brand, two of their biggest brands on the PAC 12 network in the, Pac-12 conference semifinal in their uh, in in their their tournament uh, on the Pac-12 network just it just cannot happen. But the Big 12, not the highest payout, uh, but they end up getting uh, 32 million dollars. And with your 10 schools, you distributed 3.2 per school, and that ends up being you know 3.2, so 32 million second highest payout. The SEC puts eight in. Now they have 14 teams, so 34 divided by 14 that gets you 2.4. So the Big 12, there is a pretty decent gap with them and everybody else. I think the next closest one here would be the Big East, right? The Big East, I believe it's a 10 10 team league. Uh, Big East goes 30 million dollars. Divide that up with your 10 teams, you get three million per team. So they had a really nice run, and they're not even done yet. Right. So I, I think this is where we're talking about 
Brett Yormark seeing the value of this league. It's not just in the NCAA tournament numbers that we're talking about here. It's the fact that this is the best basketball league in the country. It still is. I still believe that because you really can't nominate. Like the ACC is up there. That's fine. But they're not having the year in, year out tournament success that they did every single year. Like Carolina and Duke are not always, you know, Carolina missed tournament. Duke got bounced by Tennessee in the round of, uh, was six, 16, uh, round of 32. They get bounced by, by Tennessee there. Um, you know, this is not like they're heavy hitters in, in Virginia too. Getting they went back to being an early an early exit as well. They're not coming in with the the top teams like the way they normally the big brands. Miami, Elite Eight, Final Four, they're doing it, but it's not like just you know these teams always there all the time. I'd say, hey, Kansas, same thing. Sure, the Big Twelve it feels like is having deeper runs more often now. Um, now ACC has you know a little bit before that, yes, hundred percent sure, but. Roy and Kay are gone. That's my bigger point. So like, I think I'm going to hold up and wait, uh, especially though Hubert makes the championship game, but then like, doesn't make the tournament with the same team next year. I think we have to kind of put, put the, you know, the brakes on like, all right, where are these schools right now? Are they what we expect them to be? You know, are we going to see them? We know the Tom Izzo type runs where they're in the championship, in the final four, every four years, that kind of deal. Are they there? Yeah, we'll see. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's rational to say, Hey, maybe. Yeah. But it's also too, you know, it's those legendary coaches, are gone. So like ACC has got a claim to it off of history. Big East top of the league's awesome. The, the SEC's putting more teams in the tournament now. And they, you know, it feels like they ever have before. I think this was tied for the lead, uh, but the, they're not seeing it all the way through, right? They all got KO'd in the sweet 16. And so the big 12 is still receiving these payouts, still doing a great job because there's not having a lot of teams lose early in the tournament. These teams are making runs and they're, it's coming from different places. A lot of the time, um, but like, it's still like these recently, you know, really uplifted programs, right? Tech under beer. They're trying to get back there. Uh, you know, obviously Baylor is, is, has been fully realized their championship, Kansas, where they can too. And K-State and Jerome Tang, my God, looks like the next school to fit right into that group. And look, I know Texas and OU are leaving, but Texas run this year. They're still a big 12 school. Uh, so that, and, and they're replacing Texas with Houston. So, you know, if you want to make that comp, that's kind of the comp coming in next. So this is this is where the Big 12 has an advantage. This is where Brett Yormark sees this Big 12 conference basketball as a money-making enterprise. And also, I think he sees this as an opportunity, potentially down the line, to sell basketball independent from football. And I think also we, we understand that this is, well, you know, this the, the basketball of them has been big money. Basketball, I think, is a sport of the future because kids love basketball. Um, it is a shorter game, right, than, than football, than baseball. Uh, and I'm not saying it's going to overtake football, but still people love it. People love the NCAA tournament. And so the Big 12 is doing what they can to grow this brand. And despite a bad year, I think the finances show that the overall health of the league is still in a very, very good spot. The returns financially indicate how deep you made it or how many teams you had, kind of how deep they made it. And they didn't make it all the way. But even with their results not going all the way to the final four, they still outmade every single other conference. Kind of just shows you per unit, you know, where the Big 12 is per game, NCAA tournament. They're still getting the job done more so on the whole than most conferences are and kind of reaffirming that. So I think, you know, any it's weird because I know it's a financial thing, but kind of any doubts maybe about this being the best conference or not being the best conference anymore. I think this kind of squashes those, which is very interesting because it's a financial number. Uh, you guys can check these out. Once again, go check them out over uh, Eben Novi, E-B-E-N-N-O-V-Y hyphen Williams. 
Um, he has these and Novi on at Novi underscore Williams Sportico has these as well. So check this out. All right. That will do it for today's show. Fun one coming your way tomorrow. John Kurtz is coming on. We'll talk all things big 12 K state Jerome Tang. Uh, we'll discuss state of the big 12 conference realignment. We'll hit all of it tomorrow with John Kurtz. So make sure you guys check that out. Follow us on Twitter at L O big 12. You guys can find me at Josh neighbors underscore. Make sure you guys like, and subscribe the videos, uh, subscribe to the channel, like the videos, leave comments as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.